Cheers, friend. Cheers. All right. Welcome to another week of Whiskey Friday podcast. Uh, this is Patriot Aaron, and um, it is kind of a different week, and Patriot Mike is not with us. Uh, I will let you know I miss him. Uh, I will see you next week, friend. Um, but I do have a special guest, so I'm going to set a little backdrop for you guys. I am in Zion. Me and the family came here for camping, and I couldn't miss a week of Whiskey Friday podcast because I know you guys are just waiting for us. So we decided um, that, or I decided that I should bring my um, my thing out, my podcast stuff out. Well, lucky me, uh, our neighbors, um, very awesome family, and I'll let uh, Daniel over here, uh, another patriot, obviously, uh, I'll let him introduce himself. Uh, yeah, my name's Daniel. Uh... My family and I came out to Zion this weekend just to get away. We live in Las Vegas, Nevada, and, you know, met up with uh, Aaron. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, it just so happened. I mean, we he heard me uh, cussing a few times because these uh, camping spots are a little tight up here. You know, my uh, my trailer was having a tough time, but um, heard me drop a couple F-bombs, and I think he was like, yeah. I like this guy already. So, uh, no, but, uh, you know, he has a son, eight years old, and um, his son and my kids have been playing the whole time. So, and we've been just sitting by the fire drinking. So, if you hear a little crackling and popping, that is uh, the fire. It is um, 60 degrees right now, so not bad, but it will get a lot lot colder. Um, So, with that, you know, I'll go ahead and start off with my usual. weekly story and this week was um sunday this past sunday we myself and uh rob and mike and a uh, another buddy shane who uh you guys will uh hear shortly on the podcast he's he's uh, dying to get on but we had a uh, a foursome on sunday at el rio we did a scramble and uh we ended up uh we we all put 20 bucks in and uh, myself and Mike were on a team, Rob and Shane were on a team, and we ended up losing, myself and uh, uh, Patriot Mike. We lost uh, four holes. They, they were up four holes at the end. But I will say they were up four holes after the front nine, and we ended up tying them the back nine. So we, we got our steam, but it was a little too late. Uh, overall, um, I got to fix my slice, guys. I got to fix my slice. I got to fix my dump off to the right. I'm dropping my shoulder. I know what I'm doing. I just got to fix it. So a lot more practice for me heading off uh, into the future. So that's my story from this week. But um, I had a couple topics I wanted to talk about. One was um, myself and Daniel over here. We were discussing everything going on with, you know, Antifa and BLM and stuff. And um, he he's a smart man. He's uh, He's got it going. His, his uh, neighbor across the street's a canine uh, police officer for uh, Metro. And uh, he got himself into jiu-jitsu. Um, Daniel's got both of his kids, uh, 13-year-old daughter, 13-year-old correct? Daughter, okay, and uh, uh, 8-year-old son. Yep. Got them both in jiu-jitsu, and um, I really want to do this just uh, for a lot. And uh, Daniel will kind of explain yeah. why he did this. Uh, so basically, we got into jiu-jitsu because it was just something that uh, came up about uh I'm a, I play baseball. I've been playing baseball since I was five years old, uh, but I don't push my my what I want to do as a passion onto my kids. I give them the choice to do what they want to do, soccer, baseball, whatever they want. Uh, unfortunately, uh, last couple years ago, we missed assignments for baseball, and we couldn't get my boy in. So my wife and I had a conversation, 
and uh, basically we just said we need to have Gavin, or my my eight year old, doing something. It's got to be sports. So she was driving. I think she was driving to school or to work one day and saw a, a sign that said wrestling jujitsu and with a phone number on it and kind of like that's how it came about. Uh, little backstory on that as well. My cousin also trains jujitsu and he his, his daughter trains. Uh, they go out and train in Naga, in Naga, Naga tournaments, uh, which is national adult grappling industry. And uh, so we've always seen her videos, and I've asked my daughter, I'm like, would you be interested in it? She had no no, uh, no interest in it, but my boy tried it out. And uh, so my daughter decided the next day to try it, and ever since then, fast forward, uh, we're now in almost two years of training. Um, you know, we've got into it. My kids started training. My daughter's a yellow belt, pretty close to being an orange belt in jiu-jitsu. My boy is a yellow belt as well. He's got, I believe he just got his third stripe on his yellow belt. Uh, and they started talking to me about training. And I was like, hey, you know, I'm going to be 44 years old. You know, playing baseball is just something that I don't know if I can do. So I decided to get on the mat, and I enjoyed it. Probably the hardest thing in my life that I've ever done. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, it's just something you put yourself to do something and when you see your kids doing it you kind of want to be more involved yeah so that was my my pace of you know making it a family thing yeah and and Uh, i will say it was pretty cool he showed me a video of uh his daughter in a tournament um uh you know going going head to head against uh one of the better uh girls in her age group and uh seeing the emotion on her face which was none um it it reassures you you know uh we've talked about it before just jujitsu being such a great training ground to it's not just about knowing how to fight it, it it's so much more it shows the dis it, it teaches you discipline it teaches you you know how to like uh, react um in any search situation and it was she was getting rolled up a little bit and she just showed no emotion she was looking for her opening and she sure enough she found it you know rolled her over got her you know full mount it was awesome to watch and I really, um, I, I, you know, listening to Joe Rogan talk about it, I just, I, I think, uh, you know, getting your kids involved in a, a sport like that is really good, especially at a young age. You know, you, you got to teach them discipline at this age. So um, let me ask you, um, have you done any tournaments yourself? You know what, I've, I've not done any tournaments, but I'm pretty close to doing it. Uh, it, I think it's more me. It's more a mental challenge for me yeah. at this point. I love watching my kids. It's very, a very emotional time when you're when you're watching your kids compete on the mat. Very stressful. Very um, uh, almost exhausting by the end of the day. And a lot of times in these tournaments that we go to, the adults have to train right after the kids. So, or the the adults have to compete right after the kids. So when you're going through watching your kids and not only my kids, but there's uh, over 30 kids in the in the school that we go to. We yeah. uh, we train at, out of Odin's Hall's uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in uh, North uh, Northwest Las Vegas, and there's 30 amazing kids that train train and compete at any one time. You're running around from mat to mat, yeah. you know, all day long. So yeah. you know, it's not an excuse. I guess maybe I'm making an excuse for me not to compete, and that's been the easiest way for me to explain yeah. it. But 
I think eventually I will compete. Just being a competitor in baseball, yeah, I play yeah. competitive baseball, and I think I want to get on the mat in a competition situation just to see where I'm at. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it would be good. That's pretty cool. I I, I like that, and it, it kind of it just shows your willingness to like get involved with your kids and stuff like that. And I I, I like that. And like you said. It can mentally wear you out just watching that and then having to compete afterwards. That would be mentally draining. But yeah. it, it shows um, at the same time the mental toughness for kids. Yeah. Because as adults, we've gotten used to our ways so for so long. Yeah. So to, for you to go into a new sport like this, yeah. you have to completely change your mind to whereas they're – they're just willing to learn. They're willing to learn. Hey, they're willing to learn. And if, if they get into something and they like it, it's so easy for them. And for us, it's like, all right, I'm uncomfortable. I don't want to do this. Yeah. Like, eh, I don't know oh, about there, any there, of this. There's those days that, that I get, I mean, because my, my kids train five, six days a week, sometimes twice a day. Yeah, that's a lot. But I'm also taking them to the gym. And at the same time, I should be going to class and I check out because of, of, you know, that, man, I, you know, I'm just tired today. Or I don't know if I want to train today. Uh, I just went through this uh, spell of just not being motivated to train. Yeah. I well, re- it's, anything's hard to be motivated right yeah. now anyways yeah, with this time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I reached out to my cousin. He trains out of uh, uh, Cobra Kai in uh, Victorville, California with uh, Joe Stevenson. He also trains out of uh, Henderson jiu-jitsu and also with uh bulletproof octopus right there in uh feeling california and i reached out to him and I, I said you know i'm like have you ever felt this way and i said cousin i was like you know what i'm just not motivated to go in in the train i don't want to do it i said just wondering if you felt this way and he's a purple belt now and he goes you know what everybody goes through it and he told me he was the one that told me if you could make it through the first six months of training in jiu-jitsu you will you will always continue to train. Yeah. If you can't get past that first six months, because it's the hardest thing that you mm-hmm. can ever do, especially at 44 years old, it's the hardest thing on my body, right? Getting hurt, always hurt, being hurt, injured. But that just just it comes with the territory. Yeah. But he told me if you can make it past those six months, first six months, he goes, you're gold. He goes, and you'll continue to go back. And if you want to take a break, take a break, because you need that break to refresh and go back in. Yeah. You know. And that that's a big thing is because, you know, being 40 years old, you're used to getting in fights. Maybe, maybe you kicked ass your whole life. Yeah. And now you go on a mat and you get rolled up at, at time after time, time yeah. after time. You know. You know, just I, boom, 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 boom. And I, it, I would say the, 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 the thing that uh, helped me most was I watched a YouTube video. And I don't remember who it was or what it was, but I remember the main message in that video was if you're going in as a white belt brand new to the sport and maybe I'm right maybe I'm wrong and somebody else can probably correct me or you know if I'm wrong because I'm sure there's been more people on this podcast that have been training jiu-jitsu longer than I have obviously but if you can make it 20 seconds uh before getting tapped out uh your goal is for that to when you're training with that next partner again that same partner again is maybe last 30 seconds yep then your next goal from there is last 40 seconds then yeah. you get tapped out. Yeah. By the time you know it, you're lasting a full five-minute round without getting tapped and you're learning. Yeah. And that's the biggest goal. You're, you're learning and you're winning every every day, you know. Yeah. And I remember I, tra- I trained for a few months, um, you know, back in the day. 
and it was hilarious because you know I've gotten in fist fights and I've gotten punched and stuff like that, but like going against someone hand on hand and and then getting punched in the face that way, yeah, it was it was humbling. Yeah. I was like, I thought this guy liked me, yeah, <laughs> you know, and yeah. he just punched me in the face, yeah. like don't do that, yeah. No. But it's 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 just one of those things, and that's where. Um, you know, some people, you just got to get that feeling of getting punched in the face and yeah. all, it just, it is what it is. I mean, yeah. it's all part of the game, but I, I like that. And, um, you know, we kind of brought it up in the beginning is we just, we were both kind of talking, um, and I brought up, you know, his, his neighbor from across the street, the canine cop. And he, he started getting into jujitsu because with everything going on, you, you, you want to try your hardest ne never to get it put into a situation to where you got to pull your firearm. So what's the best way to do that? You got to be trained in combatives. That's the way the military is training you. Military is training you. You know, you get in that hand-on-hand -hand situation, you're going to be able to handle yourself because they train you with guns for so much. For sure. And you know how to shoot, you know how to shoot, you know how to shoot. But what do you do when the, your gun's not, doesn't work? Yeah. What do you do when that gun is invalid anymore? Yeah. You got to know how to use your hands, how to control sure. people's body. And I just, it just goes back. I've seen a lot of these videos where these cops are getting blamed and, blamed and stuff. And, you know, uh, facts got to come out. Facts have been out there. But in some of these situations, I know if, if some of these cops knew jujitsu, yeah. they could handle that person that, you know, uh, a lot better. And put them down on and the ground. Go hand to hand in close quarters. Yeah. And get control of a situation. Because. How many of these start off with with they're wrestling around? Yeah, and the cops don't can't really control them. Just being be, being able to control tr control the person. Yeah, and again, I'm a white belt, four stripe white belt, and I know there's people more experienced in jujitsu than I am. But it, it, it's I I train with higher belts, and just being handled by somebody that weighs a hundred pounds less than me. And being controlled by somebody like that, it, it, it's very humbling, yeah. it, you know, and it gets you into, into a mindset where like, oh man, you know, maybe this is something else yeah. that, that can mean, be helpful, you know. Look, look at the Rayshard Brooks tape yeah. where he gets away from two cops. Look at Jacob Blake where he gets away from two cops. Yeah. That should never happen. Yeah. I mean, was it justified? My personal opinion, I think, I, I believe they were justified. Yeah. I, I believe both situations were justified, but... Could they have been avoided? Yeah. That's that's the key. That's the key. Could it be mm -hmm. could it be avoided? And I'm not a police officer. I'm not nope. putting myself in that yeah. that shoes or those shoes. And just to clarify real quick, my neighbor uh, is a canine officer. He does not train jujitsu, but in our school we have uh, I, I I can say we have at least 15 police officers uh, from Las Vegas Metro, and we have that's a right. lot of. Yep. Uh, Air Force, a lot of military, we have a lot of firemen that are now starting to come into our gym and and train. That's right. Because they want to have, I guess, get the the knowledge of yeah. knowing how to to take control of the situation in a different way. You know, uh, I'm not a police officer. Again, I'm not going to comment to that. But I'm just saying on my on my end of like training and what. I've been through in the past uh, year as far as training I know it's changed my mindset because uh, I was in a situation uh, about a month ago where somebody wasn't being very respectful to my wife I just basically took control he, he the gentleman actually I, I'm saying gentleman being nice but he punched me in the face really 
didn't affect me. I didn't get angry. None of that. Took control of the situation, took him down, and just held him down until he calmed down. Um, my wife was very impressed with me. She was, you know, back before I started training, it would have been a different situation. Yeah. I would have probably got arrested. I would have probably been put in jail. Oh, yeah. You know, because just yeah. the way I was before, you know. You don't know. You don't You don't know how to control yourself. You don't know how to control your emotions. And then that's one thing I'll say about doing jujitsu. It's, it's taught me how to control my emotions yep. and control how I react in situations. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's good stuff. So, uh, other than that, um, you know, I kind of wanted to discuss a little bit sorry if you hear a little interruptions i mean we are in a campground so there's some some people my dog's stirring up back here got the fire going we, we just put on our last um logs so wanted to explain a little something you might not have heard the pop of the, the whiskey bottle <laughs> i brought a good bottle of whiskey it's a early times uh kentucky straight bourbon whiskey but it's bottle and bond i don't know uh, what that means <laughs> exactly but uh, what what they told me over the the counter was that most whiskeys are going to be 80 or 90 um, proof and uh, 40 or 45 percent alcohol this one is 50 percent alcohol and a hunter proof so it's old style early times it's bottled uh, straight out of um, Kentucky Louisville Kentucky that's where it's at and um, we're both drinking on it both pretty good. I, I like it. And I like it. It's really it, smooth. If you want some more, I'll go take ahead. A more. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. I'll pour myself a little bit more too. So other than that, um, you know, I wanted to kind of um, talk a little bit more politics. Um, there's. A lot of a lot is going on, and if um, you guys have never listened to the uh, Dan Bongino show, um, go listen to him. He very very smart guy. I think I've talked about him before on the show before, but he's talked talked about the upcoming coup um, with the elections and stuff like that and all that. And I I know we we covered it last last week, but something that came up was. Um, I'm not sure if you guys remember, but James Comey, the disgraced uh, ex-FBI director, went onto his Facebook page and I, he changed his, his major uh, face mask to an I vote face mask. It was a, like a headshot. Yeah. But the color was purple. Yeah. And so this stuff has been coming out about, you know, uh, purple revolution. And I never heard this before, but there's this thing called color revolution. Yeah. Um, that the CIA will use and stuff like this, and that's what the, they'll go in and they'll, um, you know, create ruckus in a internally in a government to right. over be able to overthrow their government. Yeah. And so with James Comey, you know, um, putting on this purple face mask, and then um, Hillary Clinton wore that famous uh, purple blue uh, pantsuit. I don't know what she wears, but a pantsuit thing. Yeah. And. Uh, they're, they're talking about this color purple, and um, they're really talking about, like, this is part of this um, revolution where this in, internal, you know, they're trying to create this internal chaos within our country to be able to overthrow our government. Now, one thing 
and I've explained this before as I've never been a conspiracy theorist and now with everything going on my eyes have been open I really feel like there's a lot a lot of crap going on a lot of shit is that a lot of the old generals that retire from the military the higher up generals get on the board of directors from some you know um, Lockheed Martin yeah. uh, I, I don't know a lot of these other um, companies that build weaponry yeah. for the military so um, come to find out like you know recently General Mattis you know came out against Trump for you know pulling people out and General Mattis just joined the board of directors from for one of these companies and um, you know being out here I don't have my notes on me I, I did have some show notes back in the um, back at my house and I forgot them unfortunately but go look it up General Mattis joins board of directors of what and it'll come up, but these generals want these wars to keep going. Mm -hmm. And why do they want these wars to keep going? Well, because these ex-generals are joining these board of directors of these big companies. And if if wars aren't going on, they're, they not, don't getting have, paid. they're not getting paid. So it, it's something to look at. And um, if you go look at one of President Trump's last speeches, he actually calls them out. He calls out the generals, and I just, I, you know, his Secret Service guys look at Trump sometimes and yeah. say, hey, don't say this you stuff. You can't say that. This is, this is what JFK did. Yeah. This is what, JFK would come out and say he's going to bring down the CIA. Yeah. You know, he's going to topple the FBI. He's going to do all this stuff. And that's what got him killed. Yeah. And it's like, God dang, I love this guy. He, 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 the, the size of the balls on Trump. Yeah. Are just massive sometimes. I mean, sometimes he says stuff that that just, just doesn't just, sit the right way. When but, he calls someone a dummy he, on Twitter, you're like, "What are you yeah, doing?" But, but when it makes sense, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm not that guy that that's gonna be like I'm the educated guy or whatever. But I'm just the guy that just I've been working in restaurants my whole life. You know, I'm a restaurant manager. Uh, but when it makes sense, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, yet you have to be a proud American. I mean, it was just. Uh, 9/11, you know that that's we're on the anniversary of 9/11, and if you remember where, if you can remember where you were on 9/11, I'd just like to ask everybody just to think back to that day, when that happened, what you were doing, when you found out what was going on. Just sit, sit back. I'm not in the military. I'm not uh, a military guy. I'm not a uh, very political guy, mm -hmm. I guess, just like the song says. Mm -hmm. I'm not a very political guy, but to be honest with you, I, I think I am. But if you can think back to to where you were that day, you, it'll get you in, in in your heart, man. If you and if you don't have a heart, it's not gonna hit you. Yeah, you know. One one thing we looked at each other today because he said, you know, he has a lot of uh, military uh, police buddies, and uh, he was in uh, New York. When the day it happened, he was in upstate, right? Syracuse. I was living in Syracuse, New York when, when yeah. it happened. Yeah. So, you know, it kind of hits home to him. I I remember exactly the day I was, and I kind of just looked over him. And I said, you remember where everyone everyone was at on 9-12? How everyone felt about America? We need to get back to that day. Yeah. Everyone needs to get back to that day. Exactly. And this is, it is, it, it's a very somber day. This is 19 years ago Yeah. Um, today. Um, regardless of... Who did it? How it happened? If you're a conspiracy in that faction, it doesn't matter. 
what matters was a, a lot of Americans um, died that day. And um, our country pulled together that next day. Correct. And we were very, from my ever remembering, you know, I. is the most unified. Unified thing. this country's when ever When I was been. living in Syracuse, mm-hmm. I, I watched a, a guy drive down the street in a Chevy Cobalt, right? And it was painted red, white, and blue. Yeah. Right? A couple days later, uh, I'm going to work, and this guy walks in. And he starts working with me at the at the restaurant, and we didn't talk about this earlier. But you just asked me if I knew where, where I was. And uh, a couple of days later, he walks into the restaurant I'm at and uh, applies for a job. We hire him, and this is like after fast forward four or five months down the line, I come to find out he was the one that was driving around in that Chevy Cobalt, uh, in a painted hand painted. Red, white, and blue American flag yeah. Chevy Cobalt. He, he didn't care. He, he roller painted it with the roller, roller paint. paint. Yeah. yeah. Didn't matter. Stars, stars and stripes on, on yep. the whole car. Didn't care. You know, and we ended up becoming roommates and we're really good friends now. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I think most of you who were, I would say, 18 to 20 years old when 9-11 happened, um, even some, some people younger, some kids probably don't like really remember it too much, but the majority of us remember exactly where, where we were at. I, I remember I was on my way to work. I was hitting my uh, little baseball bat pen, smoking my weed on the way to work, you know? Um, but I worked for my dad that day <laughs> and, um, I remember, uh, his, his buddy across the way, he had a shop and his electrician buddy, my dad is a plumber, his electrician buddy came and said, hey, plane flew in the World Trade Center. And we, me and my dad looked at it like, okay, we hear like little Cessna planes get out of control yeah. in that area, maybe something happened. Yeah. Then then it kind of hit. We went out to the, the job site like right afterwards and remember the news just came over uh, we always listen to Cool FM 94.5 for all you uh, Phoenix uh, folks out there. It's all the, like I told you, 50s, 60s, 70s, yeah. 80s, like all those old school jams. And they came over and said, you know, another the other tower got hit. And my dad just kind of, I remember him looking up and just looking at me. He had no idea what to think. He had no idea. Mm. He had no idea, like, what to do, what to yeah. say. But I knew he didn't want to scare me. Yeah. You know, because I, I, there I am. Something's I'm, wrong. I'm 19 years old. Yeah. Right? I don't, I'm a young kid. Um, I haven't learned about terrorists and stuff. Like, I remember the Oklahoma City bombing. Yeah. But I, I don't, I didn't really know what a Jim terrorist was. Yeah. yeah. I didn't really know what all that was. And um, I just remember we, we stopped the job. We went in. I was driving home. And I had my radio on. And it didn't matter what channel you turned it to, they were talking about the, it was everywhere. the Trade Center. And it, this is in, you know, in Gilbert, Arizona at the time. And um, everyone was going like 15 below the speed limit. Yeah. Everyone was going like 30 miles an hour. Because yeah. you knew everyone was listening. Listening. Because this is before, you know, your Bluetooth. You had to have a DVD or a, a CD or yeah. a tape, whatever. So everyone was listening to the radio and just like not paying attention everyone was just going slow and i i was just like man yeah 
you know, uh, you asked me if, or I think I asked you, or I mentioned everybody knows where they were that day. Uh, I can tell you specifically where I was and what, what I was doing. Um, I'd worked a, I was working a job in Syracuse, uh, and it was for a paper conversions company making sticky notes. We just happened to be working on a contract job for Disneyland that, that, the whole weekend, you know, and actually it went on for like, I think the job lasted a month mm-hmm. because we used to make sticky notes for Disneyland. Like Mickey Mouse, any, like the sticky pads, like 3M sticky pads or whatever, the die cast, Mickey Mouse is any shapes that you buy at Disneyland. That's what we were pumping out. Uh, that was a contract for, for, for that, that month. Um, so I got off work, went home, got off the bus, because I worked a uh, graveyard shift, got home about 7 o'clock in the morning, and at 7 o'clock in the morning for a graveyard shift worker, uh, it's time to have a beer. Oh, absolutely. So there was a liquor store down the street from my house and from the bus stop, and uh, stopped in and grabbed me a couple 24 ounces. I think it was like three, three 24 ounces. A couple of tall boys. Tall there boys, right? Tall boys were the, were the mountains blue. And that was... That was my, uh, that was my thing, man. I go home, had some chicken wings from the pizza spot right there, cause these guys were open twenty four hours. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, so grab me some chicken wings and and my my tall boys. Walked back up to my apartment, sat down, had my dinner or breakfast, yep. whatever you want to call it, seven o'clock in the morning. Uh, laid down on my couch because I usually don't sleep in my bed. I usually sleep on the couch watching the news, and till this day I can fall asleep on my couch watching the news at home. You know. Uh, and that's what I did at the time. Uh, laid down, fell asleep, and my back's to the TV, and I can hear everything going on. Like, you know, when you're falling into that yeah. that REM sleep, it's like, yeah, yeah. you know, you're falling asleep, but you can hear everything going on. Yeah. And I couldn't figure you out haven't if I was, hit that REM couldn't yet. Figure yeah. out if I was dreaming or if it was, like, something going on. My oldest daughter's mother uh, calls me, is calling me off the hook, and we were really getting along at the time, so I wouldn't answer her phone calls. I'm like, you know what? Don't want to deal with it. But finally, I pick up the phone, and she says, Daniel, she goes, turn on your TV. I'm like, well, what's going on? Uh, at that moment, my TV's already on, listening to what's going on. I turned, looked at the TV, and, and at that split second, that's when the second plane hit the second tower. Oh, God. Right Dude, see, I, I literally still get chills because I remember the moment. Because yeah. the first plane, there wasn't a lot of tape. No. That When that second plane hit. That's when they started looping back to the first. Yeah. That that gives me chills every yeah. time. Because I, I, I could see, without even like watching the video, I yeah. could see the video in my head. Yeah. It is forever engraved yeah. in my mind, yeah. is just seeing that second plane hit. Yeah. And that is, oh, that is just... You know, and... The, the biggest thing I think about it, I mean, I was on the East Coast when this was going on, and you're watching live. Yeah. So, you know, obviously there's a time delay in everything uh, that's mm-hmm. being broadcast. So, I don't know what was being seen on the West Coast, but I saw some horrific stuff, you know. Yeah. It was people falling from the building. Jumping. 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 Uh, you said it. I didn't want to say it, but people jumping from the oh. building. Uh, just, they didn't have an out. They didn't know what to do. It was just... A, a feeling in my stomach that I didn't know. Yeah. And immediately I'm like, what the, 
I don't know if I can. I'm not gonna. Say oh the yeah, F word. you could you could drop it. I'm gonna say what the fuck is going on? This is terrorist. This has to be a fucking yeah. terrorist attack. There's no way two planes are gonna hit. Yeah. Two buildings in New York and and it not be yeah that yeah because it, it, it not only like two planes yeah two full size mm -hmm. planes full of passengers full of passengers like just I mean yeah. it just it, every time I think about it man that I think it that image is ingrained in my head more than what you saw on TV yeah it, it's just like embedded yeah I can see it like today I woke up this morning 9 11 and I can see it yeah it's there, there. there's two images and I'm gonna lighten the mood a little bit yeah. is the second plane mm -hmm. and then Aaron Boone hitting game seven again hitting that home run game seven against the Red Sox, against the Red Sox. yeah <laughs> I mean yeah. I'm gonna lighten the mood a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah because yeah, we gotta change it up a little yeah. bit yeah and I mean but you have every every person has I don't know five images that are yeah. always engraved and not not like pictures but like videos to yeah. where they can see it front to back yeah. and I I remember I don't remember like the picture of the plane hitting I remember the video and just it blowing out like yeah. the back and then I remember Aaron Boone hitting that that shot yeah. in the left field and uh, you know I, I know we needed sports back right oh so God. I'm not sure if you that's having... that's where Derek Jeter became Mr. November exactly was because they pushed the games back, back. and they, they had and in 2001 I was in Arizona mm -hmm. with all my Diamondback friends yeah. watching the 2001 World Series mm -hmm. and Derek Jeter hitting those home that home run and uh, it was game five or six I can't remember uh, I, I do remember Byung Young Kim was the pitcher mm -hmm. But he became Mr. November because yeah. it like hit midnight in the extra inning game, and yeah. it was November first. Yep. And I so I I I don't know if you you've you know, this is your podcast and this, this is new to me and and I hope I'm not you know ruining your podcast because you're a really good guy. Uh, my my question to you now is how do we get back there? How do we get back to Mr. November? We're, who's going to be the Mr. November of what's going on now? Yeah. Who's going to be the Mr. November of, like, you know what? When when do we stand up for our country? When do we start putting our country first? So that that is a, an amazing know? question and probably one of the toughest questions at this point because not even that long ago. Yeah. You remember David Ortiz? Yeah. After the Boston bombing. Yeah. After that Boston Marathon yeah. bombing. He became a huge ambassador for ambassador for for not not the sport, for and not only Boston for America for for joining I, America. I'm a I'm a Yankees fan. Yeah. I'm a diehard hater of the Red Sox. Yeah, and I can't help but love Big Poppy, man. Yeah, I, because like, not only because he was just a good person overall. Yeah, but he, what he did for the Boston area for that time. Yeah. And like it, just like what Jeter did for for that era, right? But how do we, how do we get back there? It, it's a tough question. It, it, I don't know if at this point it's possible, because you can say all day that okay, Antifa, BLM, whoever these people are that just hate America. But I think that that's on the surface. Yeah. 
it really has to do with like Trump has taken a lot of money out of a lot of people's hands. And that's what and it comes down. You have this deep state. So how do you get rid of these the swamp, right? Yeah. How do you get rid of the swamp? I don't know. I really don't know that question. Does anybody remember after 11 Trump paid thousands of people in, in New York yeah. to go and just He was at help. ground zero ground day zero. He day, the paid second out of day. his own pocket. Nobody yeah. remembers that. I know. How, how do we get back? Well, there? that's what I mean. Is everybody, everybody loved Donald Trump before he ran for presidency, yeah. and then for some reason, the like the media is all in the back pocket yeah. of, of you know um, the Democratic Party or whoever. Not even the Democratic Party. They're all in the back pocket of these these people because I mean you have deep state Republicans, you have deep state Democrats, you have um, the deep state goes. Yeah. Deep. I mean, obviously, it's called deep I mean, safe for a reason. Where are they getting their money? How, how can you protest for 100 days? How that, can you do that? I, I couldn't do it. How do you get bussed around from place to place? Exactly. Just to how how, how are the same people just being in the same, in different cities, and the same people it, that, that it, are, are burning and, and buzzing shit up? That's why it's it. one of the toughest Who, who's, questions. Who's, who's backing this shit? Yeah. I, I mean, and you, you have I'm, George Soros that, that, that comes up. Yeah, Soros comes to mind. But I, I honestly think it comes deeper. It goes deeper than that. I think there's a lot more going on, and it it sucks because what I hate is before the politicians left us alone for the most part. Yeah, yeah taxes go up, it go down, it go up, it go down. Blah 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 blah. Gas prices go up, they go down. But now I really feel like we're getting played. Yeah. And we're just pawns. Yeah. In this fucking chess game. I agree. And we have no. No way of, of coming out of it on top. No. Not not me and you, at no. least. I mean, I, I I like I said earlier in the po- in in the podcast. Uh, I'm a restaurant worker. I've been working in the restaurant since I was 15 years old. This is the first time I've been out of work since I was 15 years old. Yeah. Never had never had to deal with yeah. unemployment. Never had to deal with any all the all this stuff, right? Yeah. So March 20th, they tell me you're being furloughed. Uh, We'll bring you back when the time, you know, when our sales come back up and just all that in the restaurant business type of deal, right? That spiel. So, my question to you is when is the time is, or not to you, but my question is when is the time is right? When 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 do we get back to, and I, I hate to say this, but normal. Uh, everybody's saying when do we get back to normal, but I mean, come on. There's a bigger, bigger thing at hand right now. And like I said, not very educated, but I'm not dumb. Yeah. I'm not dumb. Yeah. I mean, that it, I feel, I feel like I get stumbled on this question all the time and I get stumbled in this part because of the fact that I, I don't have an answer. I can, I can spew off what Dan Bongino says. I can spew off what all these other people say. I just don't know. And like. One of the things Dan Bongino says is just get ready for it. Yeah. Be prepared. The, the, Make sure you and your family are prepared. And, and that's one of the biggest things. The conversation you and I had the other night. Yes, I've been on unemployment since March 20th. And hate me or love me right now, but that extra 600 bucks a month, I didn't take advantage of it. Yeah. I kept paying my mortgage. Yeah. I kept paying my car, pay, car, car notes. I have two car notes. I have a, I have a mortgage because I own a home. 
Uh, my wife and I own a home. Uh, the reason we're here camping is because we decided, you know what? What better time than now is it to buy a pop-up camper? We bought a pop-up camper, and we rebuilt it. We re-renovated it. I mean, you've seen it. It's mm-hmm. not your 1995 Dutchman that you would think is a run-down <laughs> yeah, Dutchman. Yeah. This thing has has a little bit of upgrades, you know. And, and and my wife wanted one since I met her, and I made it happen for her. We've also paid off almost five thousand dollars in debt during this time. Yeah. So anybody telling you you actually any, use your money wisely. Anybody out there saying that I can't pay my mortgage, I can't pay my bills. I can't do this or I can't do that. And I'm paying my own health insurance to my company that I don't work for right now every month. Yeah. And still managing to pay everything on my bills. So anybody out there saying that this unemployment, uh, uh, we can't pay our bills, is full of shit. Because they're not managing the money properly. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, maybe my wife makes me manage my money properly. But at the same time, we're very responsible. We figured out how to do it, and you know what? We're gonna make it. We're yeah. gonna make it through. Yeah, and that's the thing is, uh, it, it's unfortunate because yeah, like uh, like the conversation we had is, <coughs> we um, there's not a lot of people out there like you, yeah. and a lot of people that are on this unemployment, yeah, have have actually getting paid more, way more than they've ever even seen. So that's why it, we, we talked about this. You see campers are getting bought up left and right. Yeah. Homes are getting bought left and right. Cars, trucks are getting bought left and right. Toys, you know, your Razors, your can yeah. all those quads, boats, jet skis, all these things are getting bought up left and right. But, <coughs> and guess what's going to happen? <coughs> Excuse me. When we finally get back to normal, if we ever do... If when we finally get back to normal, yeah. we're gonna fucking see a lot of repos because yeah. these people are gonna lose their money. Exactly. They weren't managing it properly like you, and unfortunately, you are a a three percent yeah. of people in the situation you are in. What's that? Just talking. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh. He's on a leash. Yeah, he's tied up. This is not what we do. What? Well, that was loud. Yeah. I think we're being shut down. Oh. All right. So if you guys um, didn't hear that, we yeah. just got. We got shut down. We got talk to by um uh, some 90 year old lady the camp counselor i guess camp counselor <laughs> All right. she told us we were talking too loud and then um my my dog's not allowed to be tied up you think it's the new people well uh all right well let's um We'll uh, we'll finish this off. I think um, that kind of just ruined the moment, right? Yeah, it did. And, but that, but that, but that goes to show that I'm trying to be quiet right now. Yeah. And I hope you guys can hear me. But 
I'm a Mexican American man, and I think we were just ratted out by a Mexican man that just got here two hours ago. Yeah. Because he yeah. walked up. As yeah, we're we're, we're getting we're getting put on blast. We're shut down right now. Put on blast. Yeah. Hey, but that's what happens. But we're here for you. Whiskey Friday podcast is here for you, Patriot Aaron. We got Patriot Daniel here, a special guest. Thank you. You know, um, so this kind of um, brings up a, a, a funny thing, though, because we we've just been talking the whole time, and come to find out, Patriot Daniel and his family are traveling traveling to Williams in two weeks. Twenty fifth through the twenty eighth. Twenty fifth through the twenty eighth, which I'm almost certain is our boys trip um yeah 25th through the 27th is when we're going um and uh we will be there as well yeah we will be there in williams and uh but myself patriot uh mike patriot rob patriot matt will all be there on our uh boys golfing trip so I think we're going to meet up again, and I uh, that might be the first time you will see us on video, which is pretty sweet. Wow. Maybe. It's a maybe. I don't want to promise anything because we're still young in this thing. We're still, you know, getting used to things. And uh, But it was just kind of, kind of weird how things fall. He's from North Las Vegas. I'm from Bullhead City. Um, this guy was yelling at his trailer, telling it, fuck you. <laughs> That's why I, I was trying to avoid eye contact when I was setting up mine. It's like this guy's crazy. <laughs> this guy's crazy. Well, but at least we're almost done with our whiskey, right? Yeah, right. So, um, I think Mike is gonna Patriot. Mike is gonna call in real quick. Right now. He said, "Sure, let me pee real quick." Me too. Oh, oh yeah. there you go. Make sure old lady doesn't get you. So, guys, um, glad to still be with you. Glad I met a good dude. He just went pee real quick, but I, I met a good dude tonight or yesterday. Good family. They're solid. So, we'll get to hang out with them when they come. And, uh, you know, um, it, it feels good just because you know you get to um, meet good American people still. Not everyone's crazy, but I will say we went on a hike today. Uh, we took our kids four miles. They made it. It was awesome. I was so proud of them. Rubble. Stop it. Sorry. Um, and... We were outside. It was outside trails, and uh, you still see people walking around with masks. This government's got us scared, peeps. Government's got us scared, and I just want to, you know, commend everyone out there that hasn't fallen into the trap. I'm one of those guys that says, hey, if a company wants me to put a mask on and I got to go into that company's store, I'm going to put a mask on. It is what it is, but I'm not going to wear one outside. I'm not going to wear one when it's not needed, I I go in, and if they ask me to put on a mask, I'll put on a mask. 
I won't until they they tell me to, to do it. Went into a couple places here. Two places never said one thing to me, which was awesome. One place asked me to put on a mask, and I'm not going to be the, the guy that's going to fight the system and, you know, stand up to the man. If I want to go in there and they ask me to put on a mask, I'm going to put on a mask, man. But with that being said, we don't need to live in fear. We do not need to live in fear. need you guys out there um, living the American dream, living it, loving it, you know, all that good stuff. So um, real quick, I'll talk about, oh, here we go. Michael. Aaron. How you doing, brother? Good, how are you? Good. Hey, meet Daniel. Hey, how you doing? Good, Daniel, how are you? I'm good. All right, so uh, you're, you're on. Um, how did, how did uh, without like getting too into detail, how did tonight go? Good, really, really good, actually. That's awesome. Last, uh, last couple nights have been actually really good, so that's good. Very good. So, um, <laughs> some... Some old lady just stopped and told us to keep it down, even though we're just talking. We have, like, no music going, told us to keep it down, and then told told me that I couldn't have my dog on a rope. I had to have it on a leash. What's the difference? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All you got to do is hold it and say it's a leash. If I would have picked up the rope in my hand instead of having it tied around a tree, it would have been fine. And it was funny because I was like, he is on a leash and she's like no he's tied up and I was like okay she goes we don't do that around here I was like what what are you talking about lady well guess what lady in Arizona that's what we do that's what we do <laughs> yeah we tie our dogs up to trees yeah so um anything you want to talk about man ah uh, there's a lot of things I want to talk about, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tammy just brought up a good point. Have you heard that song, uh, WAP? Yes, I've heard that song. Oh my god, how is that even considered a song, bro? It's Cardi B. It's what the left does, man. Jesus Christ, that's what that's what's voting for Joe Biden. Yeah, that is. Like I, I literally I listened to that thing on the way home, and I was like, "What? What is this?" Uh, well, and what then, what I'm so upset about is why are you listen? Why are you listening to that and not our our podcasts? Because it, it got brought up tonight in our talk about how like uh, pop culture and like social media is influencing you know teenagers this day and age and you know yes. rob he's got you know a you know teenage daughter and i was like yeah i was like this whole thing like you know i've been hearing people talk about this this song like the the whap or whatever it is and he's like dude it's it's nasty he's hey. like and my you know my kid runs around the house singing it and listening to it and i'm like what where where did i go wrong like what what's going on and i'm like i've never even heard it and he's like bro it's nasty so i told tammy i said on the way home like we're gonna listen to it and i was like what what in the fuck is this like this is 
This is considered music. You know, you know what WAP stands for me. Uh, weak ass pussy. No. <laughs> Weekly Amazon packages. <laughs> oh yes, I did see that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we actually have one of your weekly Amazon packages. I in know our you garage. do. It's Christina's stupid ass fucking wreath. Yeah. I... Oh, is that what that is? You want me yeah. to get rid of it? No, no, she oh. loves it. Yep. Yeah, so, that's true. Tammy so, just made a good point. She'll just buy another one. So we're we're like kind of at the end of this, um, but I wanted to bring up one thing, and I just. Uh, Last week's FedEx uh, tournament, what did you – because I, I already talked about our scramble we had last weekend. Yeah. Um, but what did you think about the FedEx uh, Cup? What was – like, uh, what is your thought about the the tournament? Dustin Johnson is a beast. A beast. A beast. Is like, he – is he – and this, this is going to – I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. Is he better than Tiger? Now, yes. In Tiger's prime, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Nope, no, I agree with you. I just not I want to throw the question prime, out there. As of right now, absolutely. I would take, if somebody was to say, hey, do you want Dustin Johnson or Tiger Woods in your foursome? Right now, today, I'm taking Dustin Johnson all day. Yeah, so that's what um, I... What what's really cool about what we're seeing right now is we all remember when Tiger Woods was at his best, man. Oh yeah. So, Dustin Johnson, his last four tournaments, two second place, one one was tied for second place, and two first place. Last four tournaments. How, yeah. How do you? In his last four tournaments, I think he has made like seventeen million dollars. Yeah. Well, he's had to have made more than that. He made fifteen million alone on the championship. So you know what? You're right. I think I think you might be right. You might it might be in like the twenties. Um, I'm gonna say it's like probably closer to like twenty five million in the last four yeah, tournaments. You could be right. Um, but when you look back and look at Tiger at his best, we can look back in you know another ten years and be like, remember when Dustin Johnson was at his best? And this yeah. is this is this is when Dustin Johnson is at his best. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm actually really, I'm super pumped for uh, for next week. The, is it the U.S. Open? Yeah, the U.S. Open. Yeah, starts, dude. Uh, thir- Thursday. Did you see Thursday. the rough there right now? Did I see the rough? Yeah. No. If you hit it into the rough, you cannot see your ball. So now it's like Los Lagos. It's actually worse than um, the FedEx Cup. Uh, really? where, where, where were they? Olympia? Yeah. I, I think they were at Olympia, but yeah, it's, it's like four, four inches thick. Jesus. And a ball's not even like, I mean, it's barely an inch. Yeah. So I don't know if they're going to trim it. Um, obviously they do a lot of, uh, maintenance to it, you know, the weeks prior or whatever, but it looks pretty sick. Um, one thing is I heard people talking about was the FedEx Cup wasn't really that fun to watch just because Dustin Johnson started number one and he ended number one versus when Rory 
won it last year. He started in like sixth place, so he already started like six strokes under or five strokes under and ended up winning the whole thing, which makes it a lot better because you have a guy that's coming up and playing better than everybody else rather than Dustin Johnson just maintaining the lead. Yeah, but at the same but at the same time, like those other golfers, I mean, uh, where did um, Xander? No, what's his name? Justin uh, Thomas. Uh, John Rowe. Oh, John Rom. Yeah, like I mean, he started at what eight hundred? Yeah, he was in second place. Yeah, so I mean, he started at eight hundred. He started two two shots behind Dustin Johnson and couldn't catch him. Yeah. So, I mean, that just tells you how good Dustin Johnson was playing. Well, and that's the thing, though, is Xander Shoffley, he actually started six strokes behind and almost caught Dustin Johnson yeah. and actually oh, yeah. and actually shot better than him overall. Yeah, but, I mean, that's just how good Dustin Johnson was playing. Yeah, was. but here's the deal. It, when you're at that level of, of, of greatness for golf, and you start off with a two-stroke lead, you play differently. You you lay up on a par five. Um, you lay up in certain situations. You don't use your driver all the time, which, which Dustin didn't. You know, he hit it straight with the, the three iron, four iron. And he didn't really uh, play shots that he had to to catch up to where Xander did. Yeah. So... You have a lot of stuff going on, so you can't really say Dustin Johnson um, wasn't that great. Because, you know, I mean, that that last day on Monday, he didn't uh, shoot he, the best. I mean, what did he shoot? He shot, I think he shot even. It, it was it was close to it, but like. Or, one, or actually, he might have been, because he started the day at what, 22 under? Yeah, but he, he started the day uh, like kicking ass, so he didn't yeah. really need to do everything you need to. So we didn't, when we watched him that day, Monday, we didn't see Dustin at his best. No, absolutely not. Cause I think he started the day at 22 under and ended it. No, no. He started at 20 under and, and ended up at 20 under. Right. But he got up to 22 under yes. and had those two, those two bogeys back to back, back to back bogeys. So I think he shot even for the day. Yep. All right, dude. I I really hate to cut you off, but I think we're gonna get shut down here no, again. Fine. I'm glad you got to call in, uh, Patriot Mike. Thank you. Um, we will uh, enjoy your company, and uh, I want you to listen to this podcast because this is not the last you've seen of uh, Daniel over here. You know what? I had a good time. Uh, if I can do it again, I, I think I will. I was a little nervous about it at first, but I think it all, you know. It's just a different point of view, and you have, to, you have to. We have to think about everybody else's point of view. Yeah, and you just talk. You yeah, just you talk. Just talk. And, and here's the deal. Guess where Daniel's going to be in two weeks? Uh, Laughlin. No, Williams. Oh, that's he, where we'll be. He's going to have his family. He's having his family get together in Williams. So yeah. that's what I mean. You're gonna you're gonna get to meet this guy. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That'll yeah, you'll, you'll you'll get to meet the family too, and. And you guys will be, I, I think we're going to all get along really good. And I think we can do a Whiskey Friday that <laughs> night when we get there. Yeah, he's all about it, dude. This guy is cool as shit, man. He, he is cool as shit. You'll, you'll love him. We'll, we'll have a good time, dude. All right. That'll be fun. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I actually, Rob and I were talking about that. We're super pumped for for Williams. Hell yeah! And then, uh, yeah, Rob and I are actually golfing on Sunday. We're gonna golf Mojave. Nice. There you on go. Sunday, so there you go. Well, we'll we'll have to hear. Remember uh, how you do, and we'll have to hear about it next Friday. Yeah, definitely. All right, buddy. I think I think right, we brother, should uh, I think I'll we should do the. Uh, Daniel's good media, and I'll, I guess I'll see you in a couple weeks. I'll see you in a couple weeks. I think we should do a uh, mini golf tournament right there at the KOA in Williams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how about that? Hey, dude, that actually is not a bad idea, dude, because they have the mini putt putt yeah. there. Oh, After a day of drinking. Yeah, yeah, they do. Well, shit, yeah. shit, we can brush up on our putting game before we uh, play on Saturday. Hey, you there never you know, go. dude. There we go. Yeah. All right, all right, brother. We'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, man. All right, later. Have a good night. Bye. Well, all right. Well, um, I guess that's it. I I don't want to get I don't get in too much trouble because we have another night here. Yeah. So I don't want to get kicked out. So. And I want to come back again. (laughs) All right. So I want you to plug your brand real quick. Okay. Because I told you you could make sure you know spell it out. All right. So plug it. So. I've just started a recent, uh, with the whole COVID thing, I started my own uh, clothing line, apparel line. Uh, we do uh, tumblers and all that stuff. It's Gugui Juice. C-U-Y. Oh, fuck. Damn it. Let me, I don't know how to spell it. Here it is. C-U-C-U-Y Juice. J-U-I-C-E. Gugui Juice. So C-U-C-U-Y. Gugui Juice. Juice. J U I C E. Yeah. Now, do you have an Instagram uh, handle or Facebook? Um, I, I have Facebook? A, uh, a Facebook page. You can go to Geographics, which is G E O Graphics at Facebook.com, and you can see anything that we've done. I do anything. Uh, I love doing patriotic stuff. I did a 1776. Oh, it's a, it's a sick ass shirt. It's my too. design. I saw it. And you, you'll see it on there if you want it. Uh, hit me, send me a message. I'll send you whatever, whatever you want. Uh, but yeah. Hey, support this guy, man. He's a patriot. And guess what? Remember, at these times, support your local businesses. Support these folks. You know, screw, screw Walmart, screw Amazon, yeah. screw these guys. I appreciate you gotta, it. And it, it, dude, I'm telling you, um, if any of you guys know me, you know, you know, you know, like the kind of shirts I like and all this stuff. His 1776 shirt is sick. It's a beautiful blue, um, but a, obviously he can do whatever he wants. It, yeah, it's got an American flag going across the the face as a, as if it were a uh, face mask. Uh, face mask, but yep. it's just like more of like a innuendo of like we're not gonna put up with this. Shit. Yeah, you know. Yeah, don't tread on me or like Patriot Mike likes to say, no step on snack. No step on snack. All right, guys. Hey. We'll have a good weekend. We'll talk to you guys next week. See ya.